Oh no. Come on, Otto. Can you hear me? Say something. You can repair him, can't you? We'll get to work on him right away. You must repair him. Sir, if any of my circuits or gears will help, I'll gladly donate them. He'll be all right. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Eclair and Jason Hunt, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey everyone, and welcome back to their exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 327, Bio Fred. I'm as always one of your host, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Han Solo and Princess Leia to my Luke Skywalker, we're the OG Big Three. We've got Carl Leclerc and Katie Horn. I'm calling Leia. Sorry, Katie. Okay, that's fine. It's a good, it's a good week to uh, to, to pull that on me because very, very subdued this week. So you can be like, yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'll just hang out. Yeah. Poor, Kate, poor, poor Katie. She's been subbing for kindergartners all this past week and and caught all their illnesses. I did. I caught their. I caught all other colds. I was so good about it too. I was, uh, you know, washing my hands a lot, using a lot of, uh, you know, that that disinfectant stuff. You know that like alcohol stuff that hand like sanitizer. dries out hand yeah. sanitizer, like dries out your hands, and it's terrible. And I was using it like twenty times a day, and I still caught all of their colds. Oh no! I feel like you caught them all because you were just so invested in all of them. Because that's how great you it's are. True. That's, oh, it's that's so true. The truth, they, were all, you know? they were all so cute, <laughs> and they were also. That's what I love about kindergarten. They're so excited to learn, and they're so happy to be there. I'm <laughs> just like, uh why can't I just be you? <laughs> so then by the time they get to high school and they're all like, I yeah. don't want to be here. Yeah. Right. So That's just, the thing. when you're like subbing middle school or something or high school, you're like, Oh, does any, does anybody know the answer? And they're all just looking at their desks. But in kindergarten, it's like, who knows the answer? They're all shouting <laughs> like I do me. <laughs> so how many, how many run throughs did you get of your mall panel with them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Sit down, sit down, kids. You're gonna learn. <laughs> I'm gonna learn you something big. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna learn you something this is big. the most important thing you will ever it's, learn it's in that's school. That's exactly it. Look at this. This is Darth Maul. <laughs> who who can tell me his real name? Trick question. <laughs> How gorgeous he is on a scale of ten to ten. Because he's perfect. <laughs> At the end of the week, I gave them a test. It's like, how many horns did Darth Maul have? And I come back and I'm like, now most of you wrote eight. How many times did we go over this? He has ten. Ten horns. <laughs> one on the top and then one on the back of the head. <laughs> right. That was exactly it. That was me teaching kindergarten. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, well, <laughs> at least you've got a week before celebration to get over it. Exactly. And you're uh-huh. not back with them this week, are you? No, I'm not. That, and I'm, I'm really glad that I have a week to recover. <laughs> to, you know, if I'm going to get sick, I'm glad it was the week before celebration instead Absolutely. of the week of celebration. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm counting on you guys to bring <laughs> the big... Uh, I don't know the big screaming fangirl enthusiasm this week. <laughs> it's gonna. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Covered. Um, yeah. So, uh, Team Blowfish. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I knew you. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're taking a drink, too. I'm can't the worst. do that because I'm sucking on cough drops. You're going to make me choke. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but we are going to be talking in this episode all about uh, all about companionship in Star Wars. Star Wars, as we most of us are aware, um, we have a lot of pretty famous uh, duos who are companions to one another. So uh, we each are going to be bringing one of those companionships to the table um, in in the episode. Uh, before we hop into the episode, of course, there was no matchup or poll from last week. Um, but just a reminder that the This Is Madness tournament is going on. I did miss a day this week. I apologize for that. I've also not been in the best of health this week. So uh, I missed a day. Hopefully that won't happen again. I'm going to run it through Saturday this weekend just to make up for it. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, you've been playing along. We we dropped off a bit there the last couple of days. So um, remember to, to retweet and share it. Um, and of course, give it the hashtag This Is Madness TWL. Um, just so you can share the love, and uh, I certainly enjoy doing it. Um, now, Jason, I'm looking at you right now, looking all sinister, because I feel like you've got a you've got a cosplay going for us at Celebration now. Is that correct? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so it's uh, finally coming together. Uh, we've just basically got the jacket cape combo to finish up uh and people are like what jacket cape combo what is, what is this what? uh it's dryden voss from solo y'all um <laughs> yes you get so worked up it's a party <laughs> yes I get get to- up. it's a party <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <clears throat> uh, don't fail me otherwise we won't be out of options <laughs> we won't <laughs> <laughs> I love that from Beckett. We won't. But, we won't. Uh, the way Kira gives him that death stare. Ugh. Kira knows it's for real now. I, yep. I haven't seen a woman in Star Wars, you know, just surrounded by men and just that that stare. I haven't seen a look like that since Padme was in a room and Mace Windu was like, oh, Count Dooku couldn't assassinate anyone. It's not his, it's character. Not his character. That was yeah. the exact same face Kira had. Oh, yeah. Beckett's like, oh, we won't fail. We got this. We got it. <laughs> Kira. Yeah, no. Like, oh, no. Yeah. So, yes, I'm I'm going to be uh, playing Dryden Voss uh, at Celebration. I'm thinking I'll probably wear the costume on Friday. So, um, yes, it'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, I'll have to shave my beard. Do it. It'll be, the first time, it'll be the first time I've been clean shaven in like six years. Good. So Can't wait. I was looking at old pictures right. of you and I was like, I miss little boy Jason. That sounds weird. Oh, I'm really man. sorry. Little boy That's Jason. not what I meant. <laughs> oh, God. Little... little- <laughs> Little boy Jason's going to come back and uh, I'll be like this on the next podcast. I'll be like Jake Lloyd. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm the only human who can do I'm a it. person and my name is Anakin. I'll regress into in puberty um, <laughs> when I shave. So, yes. <laughs> my my I'm going to say my deep voice, which isn't that deep, but um, <laughs> I won't be able to do Christopher Lee if I shave. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> But yes, um, and and yesterday uh, the the daggers that I had uh, a guy an armorer make for me came in the mail, and so I'm super excited. And yes, I'm playing with one of 
Ah, it looks like so good. This. I want you to throw one at me and I'll run and like slide. I mean, I would, but I don't have room to throw it in here. Um, and if I throw it at you no, now, I'm going to just break my computer. I didn't mean and that's No, I meant like a celebration. I wanted to like take off down one of like the like yes. take down take off take off down a hallway, and I want you to throw it at me, and I'll just like power slide. Link. Yes, so. yeah, power slide, and you yeah. know, but with my luck, I'll actually accidentally hit you. That's um, right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Then I'll just be like, ah, done. <laughs> um, I'm real but, excited about my cosplay that I'll be doing a celebration. Have we talked about this? I don't we think have we have. on the air. Yeah, I'm going to be Ray. Well, specifically I'm going to be Resistance Ray from the from the end of Force Awakens slash beginning of the Last Jedi. She's wearing that really cool jacket. Yeah. 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 And now really okay, jacket. I don't have awesome knives like uh like Jason does, but I feel like I do have a really good Ray accessory, possibly the best Ray accessory. I have my very own six foot four Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's bringing a blow yeah. up doll. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yep, my uh my my dear beloved, my sweet Nathan, he'll be uh, cosplaying Kylo Ren with me. So now, is he I'm doing, really excited. Is he doing maskless Kylo? Or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's doing the Last Jedi, Kylo. Nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's gonna yeah. be great. I'm excited. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the noob with a t-shirt <laughs> next to you, all on Friday. I'm like, oh, hi guys. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, I'm your your beloved is uh, two inches taller than Adam Driver. Oh yeah, he's he's real tall. <laughs> Adam, Dri- like, Adam Driver's not short though. Let's be real. No. Right. Yeah. No. Six, six two is not short. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, yeah. Nate is six four. Yeah, yeah, he's real big. Oh man, but you're yeah. like, you're like five eleven, right? I'm five ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So K- Katie's the tallest out of the three of us. <laughs> so, so yeah, we'll just we'll just be giants together. Me, me I love and it. Nate. It's gonna be so fun. Oh, we're gonna try gonna and a take fun. a selfie. The, all the four of us are gonna try and take a selfie, <laughs> and <laughs> we're just gonna get like Nate's chin. Yeah, uh, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> I can get us all. You know, you just angle up. (laughs) (laughs) Angle up, and you'll see it up everybody's noses, and everything will be fantastic. So, just blow your nose that day. Um, So, I've been. uh Oh, just no. I've been practicing my hair loopies. I know. <laughs> I've been practicing the hair. You nailed it, though. The picture you sent us the other day was like perfect. Oh, uh, yeah, because I was so proud. I was like, oh my gosh, it actually looks like Ray's hair. So, so I sent you guys a picture. Yeah. Just to brag. It was perfect. <laughs> it was, was good. awesome. Yeah, it was so good. Um, we're we're going to have some fun at Celebration, y'all. Oh, so yeah. can't wait to oh, share yeah. that with you. Can't wait. Can't wait. Which is one week, just a little over a week. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. That's yeah. nuts. I know. I can't wait. Um, so, you know, we're going to be pretty good companions while we're at Celebration. <laughs> um, we are. So, <laughs> I feel like companionship is important in Star Wars. What do you think? Yeah, pretty important, yeah. It's mildly important. Always two there are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more. No, <laughs> no more, no less. You know, I... I just I love the way Star Wars gives us these really iconic companions, right? Um, obviously, R two and three PO are the the pinnacle of that. Um, yes. But you've got you've got so many different groups of those companionship dynamics, and I just I think it's really cool because it it really showcases the power of like close friendship. Um, yeah. And oh, it's like and the- so many characters in Star Wars have a best friend. 
Um, yeah. And the thing is, is none of the companionships are the same. They're all different takes on it. So mm-hmm. yeah, which is important, I think. Yeah, and yeah, and they're each indicative of who the character is, for sure. But yeah, I just I think it's so important how Star Wars shows. I don't know this like in, this immensely important kind of a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and. You know, like just having there's always it's like when you think of this person, you always think of that person, right? Yeah. Uh, when you think of Han Solo, you think of Chewbacca. Um, mm-hmm. When you think of R two, you think of three PO. When you think of Jarrett, yes. you think of Baze, right? Like they're you, you know you, when you think of Krennic, you think of my friend Brent Ben. <laughs> you know when, when you when you think of Jin, you think of Jim. You know, like that's, that's, that is true. Companionship is important in Star Wars, and um. If you think about it, like Star Wars, so like romantic relationships in Star Wars, you don't really you don't really have any wildly successful romances necessarily in Star Wars, right? Anakin yeah, and Padme's is kind of doomed. Han and Leia's is pretty good, as they put it. You know, pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't all terrible. It wasn't all terrible, <laughs> right? But by the time we get to the sequels, like we learned that it had all the rocky stuff you'd expect that those two characters would have. But the one thing they show us, though, that is so beautiful, and I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word perfect because nothing's perfect, but mm-hmm. they do show us these companionships, though, that aren't flawed the way that some of the romances in Star Wars are. And this isn't trying to say that like they're making a commentary that romance is bad. Obviously, that's not true. <laughs> but they're just well, showing nobody. Nobody wants to watch a show about a couple that where everything is perfect all the time. You know, there's always the will they, won't they. There, yeah. You need the drama in a romance. I exactly. think. No, nobody wants a sitcom <laughs> about the drama in Katie and Nate's relationship. Because <laughs> speak for yourself, Jason. It, <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it, but it wouldn't yeah. get any ratings because it's. <laughs> You know, boring and sweet. I would think uh, so born alone, but it's sweet. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's neat that the, in but in Star Wars, right? Like they really do yeah. um, highlight the importance of a best friend um, and and having a companion like that. And I remember just like for myself when I first fell in love with Star Wars, I had a companion. I had my cousin Andrew, and we played Star Wars, and he brought me into that world and you know, helped me grow into that world. And so even in my own experience of my star Wars fandom, like I've always had that companion um, and, you know, somebody to kind of, to share that with. Um, and again, like I said, like I, I love this notion they give of what a companion looks like too. It's again, it's when you think of one person, you immediately think of the other. And uh, like, I had, I had a friend like that in high school. I had another friend like that in college. Whenever you thought like, Oh, where's, you know, where's Jonathan at this weekend? It's like, oh, well, wherever Carl is. Oh, you know, I was in college. It's like, oh, what's Nate up to this weekend? I don't know. He's probably with Carl. <laughs> like, you know, like I had like these close companions that you, in a way you were kind of inseparable. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I remember getting really jealous of my buddy Nate's girlfriend when they started dating in college. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you're supposed to be with me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> possessive much, Carl. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Any general thoughts that the two of you have about like this, you know, this really pinnacle type of relationship that Star Wars gives us? Uh, go for it, Katie. I'll let you go first. 
just yeah, I think I think most of us are are, are lucky enough to know what it feels like to, to have just that that one person, that really good friend. And uh, you know, Star Wars is very much about those connections. You know, we we all just innately desire those connections to other people, and it, you know, the, the Force does connect us. You know, acro- across galaxies, yeah. across time and space. Um, and and when and when we find that one person, they do kind of become part of our identity in a way. Like Carl was saying, you know, if you think of one person, you think of another. And it, that just, it comes down to the core of Star Wars with the light mm-hmm. and the dark, you know, the two halves of something that make a whole. And of course, we, we are all unto ourselves complete. But because we desire for these connections outside of ourselves, when we find someone else, we feel even more complete in a way, you know? That's, uh, and that's yeah. beautiful, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. They yeah. they allow us to be bigger than ourselves. These friendships, these companionships. You know, we we are of course whole, but because we desire these connections, when we find those connections, we then get to live outside of ourselves and be bigger than ourselves. Does that, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, Definitely. I, and I think the the thing is, is while we are yes, complete people, mm-hmm. uh, life is not meant to be done alone. Right. And no one's so an island. You, you yeah. know, yeah, exactly. No one is an island, and you need to have someone to come up alongside alongside you, mm-hmm. and uh, be there to to walk that path with you. Whether it's a, a spouse or a, a really good friend or something like that, and we see a lot of that in Star Wars. And we're lucky um, as people if we have someone you know there for a season, and then sometimes the the the, mm-hmm. the person next to us changes sometimes in our lives, you know. Uh, depending on the situation or, or where we're at in life, that kind of thing. Um, but other times, like if it's if it's your spouse, they're there for life in in some cases. So, mm-hmm. um, and we've got a lot of those kinds of companions in Star Wars where we've got some life some lifers together, um, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily you know engaged romantically at all. But you know, our two and three PO. Han and Chewie, not, you know, they're, they're not like that, but they are good friends, um, and, and especially in the case of, like, Han and Chewie, they know mm. each other's, the way each other thinks. They've always got each other's back. And so the, it's it's that kind of a thing where even though you're doing things that are difficult and, and sometimes life-threatening, uh, you've always got someone to watch your back. Always got someone who you know will be there with you, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a yeah. that's a really lucky thing if you've got that in real life. You know, um, yeah. and it's nice to to have that showcased in Star Wars. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is random. Did you guys ever see the uh, the Muppet movie remake? Gosh. Yes. For yeah. The one from just a few years ago. Oh, it was so sweet. I, there was a line um, from Kermit to Miss Piggy at the end where he says, maybe I don't need the whole world to love me. Maybe I just need one person. He, he says that to Miss Piggy. It's so sweet. Oh. Uh, yeah, that'll, oh, that line that'll get me. <laughs> that'll that'll get me every time. Where it's just all like you know, I because that's how I feel about my beloved. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I don't need the whole world to love me. Maybe I just I need, need one person to love me. Yeah, I just 
one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you so go. Sweet. Yeah, that's so <laughs> sweet. Yeah. I feel like um I feel like Han kind of gets that at the end of the solo movie where he's like, you know, Kira has left him and that's so hard, but he still has that one person. He still has Chewie. Puts it yeah. puts his arm around him. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Carl. So you gonna be okay? It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be good. And yeah. Oh, by the way, that's Chewie's theme that plays when he does that. There, there's there's oh, there's some great music there. The way they ring it all in at the oh end of solo. My gosh, <laughs> solo's got a fantastic soundtrack. I listened to it the whole thing the other day again, and I was like, ah, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> it's always on repeat in my car. <laughs> um, but you know. I feel like, again, let's get a little more specific here, like I said, and, you know, talk about some of these companionships. And, you know, I kind of just like threw this at Jason, but I figured he'd be okay with it. Um, (laughs) You know, when, again, like I think the most, like iconic companionship in Star Wars is R2 and 3PO. Yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They're they're the storytellers, aren't they? They're they're that that core relationship telling the story of Star Wars. So far, they're in almost every single movie. Yeah, Uh, they're not in Solo, but there's a reason Um, because they're not involved in that story yet. Right. Um, But yeah, uh, hello. My name is C-3PO, Human Cyborg Relations, and this is my (laughs) counterpart R two D two. And so for this episode, I was like. What exactly is the definition of counterpart? Mm. I wanted to know, you know, um, and, and, you know, you, there's some, you know, very, a couple of different definitions. One is, uh, you know, a legal document kind of a thing. There's something that's remarkably <laughs> similar to another, uh, one having the same function or characteristics as another, blah, blah, blah. However, definition number two, uh, according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary uh, online, definition number two, A, a thing that fits another perfectly. B, oh. something that completes. Mm. Ah. So uh, I was like, uh, yep, that's R2 and 3PO. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. So uh, while, while, yes, in the, the droid uh, professional sense, counterpart is, you know, they, they work together um, in the way that they are now, you know, uh, the personalities have evolved with R2 and 3PO. They, it's a perfect fit. They complete each other. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's, um, and as true best friends are wont to do, they're always at each other's throats sometimes. You know, in certain situations, they, they bicker mercilessly. They're always, you know, throwing insults. Not always, but at the end of it, they're always looking out for each other. And we, we played the clip at the beginning after R2 gets shot by Vader's TIE fighter and C-3PO comes to find out what happened to R2 because R2 screamed on the communications system. <laughs> and it's been like 20, 30 minutes since that happened. And he has no idea what's happened to R2. He's not heard R2 at all. So he races out there. And everyone's celebrating with Luke, and all 3P wants to know is, can I donate any of my gears or circuits to fix R2? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, let's not, you know, screw the fact that we're all safe now from the Death Star. <laughs> is R2 going to be okay? 
Um, that's what matters. Right. And that's why yeah. I stick my neck out for you. It was quite beyond my capacity. Um, <laughs> you know, he says things like that. Uh, we get R2 braving the Genosis Arena battle to put 3PO back together um, after their mishap in the uh, droid factory. Oh, what's uh, a drag? <laughs> <laughs> nah, what are you taking me? Oh, this is such a drag. I'm quite beside myself. <laughs> I've had the most peculiar dream. Uh, <laughs> it's not a dream, 3PO. It's not a dream. <laughs> and then the sad thing about it is they kind of end up being apart for a little while. Oh. As yeah. we get into this, the sequel era. Um, 3PO's kind of been running things on his own with Leia for a while. Mm-hmm. And R2 has been out with Luke up until recently and then got sent back, it appears, to Leia once Luke sent himself into exile. Um, and R2's kind of been shut down most of the time. Yeah. And at the end of The Force Awakens, R2 wakes back up and he has a de- very tender moment with C3PO. You know, mm-hmm. they're very, he's very happy to see his old friend. You know, they're. They've got a nice little tender moment. R2 says something crass, and 3PO goes, you know, gets offended, um, like they want to do, but they're right back into it. Um, and then, you know, immediately they're separated again, because R2 has to go with Ray to mm-hmm. find Luke again. Yeah. So I, I'm really interested to see what happens to the two of them at the end of Episode Nine. Um, oh, yeah. Is there an old folks' home for droids? I don't know. Um <laughs> I don't think R2 would want to go there. I think he'd try to bust out. Um, but, <laughs> but 3PO might be amenable to the situation. Yeah, I can relax. I can get an oil bath. This oil bath is going to feel so good. Um, but at you know, while they are definitely each other's most important, they are also very involved and very conscious of the fact of their place with all these very important people in the galaxy and 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 where they are in this story you know i feel like r2 in particular knows the importance of the events he's witnessed um and 3po 3po won't won't brag about it but he likes being in important places you know <laughs> so um <laughs> uh, so they they're both very involved in that, and the fact that they are able to do these things together on these grand, important scale, I think is a nice, a nice thing. And that the fact that they've seen so much, um, they've seen more than everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, more than mm-hmm. Obi Wan and Vader, who were there for most of the story so far, mm-hmm. but they've continued past them. True. Yeah. So who knows where their story ends because right now it's still going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I really like that image of C-3PO getting to retire. And <laughs> go, it'll be like, you know, like when Dorothy reached the Emerald city and, and they were, uh, they, they buffed the, uh, <laughs> the Tin man. Yes. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's great. Yeah. Uh, He'll he'll be as shiny at the as he was at the end of a New Hope for perpetuity. Exactly. Um, and they just send him back to Endor, and he's worshipped as a god. For the- 
That's his retirement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do kind of, you know, I hadn't really thought about it before about how um, C-3PO has been kind of having this adventure for a while. You know, a lot of, I don't know, responsibility placed on him. Um, especially if you, like, read the Poe Dameron comic. He He's Leia's droid spy. He's he's the yeah. spy master for Leia, yeah, in the Poe Dameron he's, comic, which is really cool. I don't admit to that title at all. I don't oh, know. I am an information facilitator. Exactly. Um, like I, I think it's a poor spy master who who admits that he's a spy master. I think Rubio's really enjoying that job, though. Oh, absolutely. As much as tests. I think he really likes it. Oh my gosh! Oh, there's such a really good moment in the Poe Dameron comic where Poe where. C-3PO is encouraging Poe to escape, you know, just uh, leave me behind, you go, because I can be rebuilt, and Poe is having none of that. He's like, no, I don't care that you're a droid, I don't care that you can be rebuilt, your life is valuable, and I'm gonna help you out. He actually, like, throws 3PO over his shoulder and carries him out. Ah, I love (laughs) Poe. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, um... I, I meanwhile R two D two is shut down. Why why C three PO is doing all this stuff? R two D two I guess is is in a coma for want of a better term, and in a way that kind of even things out for me between R two and three PO because it always kind of bothered me a little mm. that C three PO gets his memory wiped at the end of the prequels and R two doesn't. It kind of creates this imbalance between them where R two yeah. knows things about three PO that three PO doesn't know about himself, but. You know, the fact that C-3PO is able to kind of, like, have his own thing, be his own person or his own droid, you know, and then come back to R2 and be companions together. That kind of Now you really do need both of them if you want Mm -hmm. the full story. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, I I think some of my favorite interact, some of my favorite character building, if you will, for... R2 and 3PO happens in Empire. Shocking. I like Empire. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, the first time we get to see them, right? I mean, and the fact that John Williams wrote them a theme that we only ever Mm. get in Empire, um, which obviously now we've incorporated into our intro. um, Yes. It's this fun little bouncy jaunt. Um, But I love the very first thing we see. And this is so much of the beginning of Empire, right? Which is the the character movie of that trilogy, right? Which typically the middle chapters are. Um, even even these droids have like a story. Even they are yeah. bickering. The first thing, you know, how was I supposed to know to be, you know, freezing the princess's chambers? How are we going to dry off all those clothes? I really don't know. Um, <laughs> it's you know. supposed to be freezing. How was I supposed to know you were supposed to you go to turn the heater on? Now, how are we going to dry off those clothes? I just don't ever know. I don't, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The line is, yeah, he but, says it so fast, yeah, and it's like that during a speed in. It's hard to sometimes. <laughs> But but it's and in this movie too, right? Like we see them separated for the majority of that story, mm-hmm. and the elation they feel as they are reconnected on Cloud City, and you know, three yeah. people's like R two, he's just so excited to see R two, and R two, what are you doing here? Yeah, and and R two's so excited to to be with three PO, and you know, I love too because. P.S. This happens. It's that quick intercut right before the you know the the torture scene. What um, <laughs> and where Luke is flying towards Cloud City and R two hurriedly beeps something to him. He's like, "Don't worry, three PO's with him. Just hang on." Yeah, like R two yeah. asking about him, right? Like he's so concerned yeah. about where three PO is, right? Right, and and, and so right good. before they part ways on Hoth, three uh, PO's you know 
says goodbye, right? Yeah. Am I, or, or am I conflating that with the nope, name of No, nope, nope, you're right. Yeah, when he's, okay, yes. when he's being put in, you know, um, he's, yeah, they're putting him into Luke's X-Wing. Um, we'll come back to me. You wouldn't yeah. want my life to get boring, would you? No. Yeah, I, think that's, that, I think that's the that, line that, from that's a New Hope. A new hope. I, wow, I'm I, mixing the scene and the yeah, quotes. Yeah. They're, very, they're very similar moments, though, right? Yes. Um, where... It, in a way, they kind of are inseparable, right? They they do, like you said, kind of complete one another. Oh, it's a, and, you will take care of Master Luke, won't you? And, and do, do take care of yourself. Do take care of yourself. Do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just such a such a genuine concern for one another that you wouldn't. You know, these are droids, right? Yes. L three would mm-hmm. love them, um, and yes, you know, L three would love them. I just, yeah, I just, I love that there's this continual concern that they have for one another. Um, and you know, it was always one of the moments, there were several moments, the first dozen times I saw Force Awakens that made me either full on cry or at least tear up, but always, <laughs> almost always made me tear up at least was when R2 comes back at the end and he says, my dear friend, my you know, how friend. I've missed you, you know, yeah. it's just so beautiful. Like it's so perfect. And when BB-8 trying to wake R2 up. And three PO comes sauntering in, and he's like, "It's no like he's there, you. You can almost yeah. sense there's like this sense of defeat for three PO that R two is out tried. of commission. Yeah, like trust me, buddy, I've tried. <laughs> and if he's going to come online for anyone, it's me, right? Like <laughs> right. you can almost exactly. you, you can almost hear that like in the back of his head. You know, he's right. not going to come on for you, little one. Um, but I could just imagine C three PO trying to wake up R two like Sleeping Beauty, like you know, like kissing him tenderly <laughs> on, on the brow, like. <laughs> oh my god! I can picture it. Oh my goodness! Someone yeah. needs to create that fan art. Oh, that would be gorgeous. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, the, again, the the two of them are like just the pinnacle of of what companionship can looks like in yeah. in Star Wars. Um, and yeah, it's. Again, they're the storytellers. Um, mm-hmm. and I will still say one of my favorite interactions with them of all time, though, is probably still um, from A New Hope, where they're getting into the escape pod. Uh, escape pod. I just, so don't good. call me a mindless philosopher. You're probably going Greece. Now get out of there before somebody sees you. <laughs> what what mission? What are you talking about? I'm not getting in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um <laughs> Funny, the damage doesn't look as bad from out here. (laughs) That's essentially R2's response, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's oh my goodness, it's it's so darn good. And um, and to be fair, like even even though three PO is the interpreter droid, and he is again verbally more so the storyteller. Take it. Take us up to Bright Tree Village, though, in Return of the Jedi. There, oh, as three yeah. PO is telling his tale. Yes, yes, R two. I was just coming to that. Right, like R two right. wants. R two's telling the story too, dude. Like he wants in yes. on this. I'm part <laughs> oh, of this yeah. adventure too, buddy. Like you know, I just I love that the way like even R two's offering up, you know, something about the story in that moment. Exactly. Exactly. So. They're adorable. All right. I, who, who who do we have next? Do Carl, do you want to go, or do you want Katie to go? I want Katie to go last, if that's okay, because I have no idea what she's talking about, and it makes me. Re- I'm just. I'm excited for it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hang on to that one. Yeah. If, <laughs> All right. If it's Darth Vader and the, the torture mystery. robot, like I'm gonna just be a floor. Wait, wait, what? If it's Darth Vader and his We're torture just... robot. 
Oh, <laughs> wait. I was like, I was like, wait, Darth Vader and Doctor Afra. Yes. Ugh, vomit. <laughs> That's um, not who I picked, but that would have been real good. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, now I'm now I've got a couple of ideas running through my head as to who Katie might have picked, and I'm like, of course she would pick that. Um, Doctor Afra. Yes. <laughs> no, no, not that. I'm thinking. <laughs> Other things. Don't say. Mind. Don't say. Just I'm in case gonna... it actually is. Okay. Right. 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 All right. right. So Han right. and Chewie, right, um, about as iconic as three PO and R two, right? Han and Chewie. Just about. Yes. Um, oh God, what what is there not to say about the beauty of their friendship? Um, what have we not already said about I know. the beauty we've, of their friendship? We've we've talked a lot about them, and again, like. I, I watched Solo last night, like I told the two of you, with, with a friend who'd not seen it yet, and, and he absolutely loved it. He'd, and the thing he said to me was, he goes, you know what I really like about this movie? I was like, what's that? And he goes, I just like how fun it was. And he goes, and it just, he said, it was just very cheerful. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly what this movie is. Um, I mean, and that's nothing new. I mean, I think that, that's been a general consensus, but it, I always just like to hear somebody's new opinion about it. <laughs> um, I could share that movie with the whole world, and I'd be so content. Um, <laughs> I'll be like the you know instead of the Jehovah Witness, I'll be a solo witness and just knock on your door. Have you have you heard of this movie? <laughs> have you seen? <laughs> I'll just be carrying my life size cardboard cutout of Alden with me. Have you heard of this exactly. man? Oh, don't worry, don't worry about the little hands, the the little hole cut in his hand. That's just for me to hold. Um, <laughs> what would you What would you do if you knocked on the door and Alden Aaron gets? <laughs> oh God. Have you heard the good news about so? Oh, 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 you are him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I feel like Carl would faint. Oh, oh, oh be still, my heart, Alden. Um, <laughs> he, he'd do a double take, look back yeah. and forth between the cutout and Alden, yeah. toss yeah. the cutout, and wait, just leap into Alden's arms. I'd be like, so Alden, like, can we just wait? Ba- you're the He's the, and you're the, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who the, how the, what the, how? Uh, But, you know. Hug me. (laughs) I feel like Carl would probably say, marry me. Um, Probably. Just drop down to one knee. Oh, my God. Same, honestly, though. (laughs) Yeah. What a dream. Don't say that too loud around, Nate. What a dream dream freighter. Because he's not a dream boat. He's a dream freighter. Um, oh, oh, that's perfect. I like that. Thank you, Carl. You're Thank great. you, Carl. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, but you know, again, Solo is so good because it shows where their friendship came from and how it was created, and so so much throughout that movie. Right? It's always making nods at the fact that they're destined to be together, um, and I, I really, really like that and appreciate that. Again, like to me, that pinnacle scene of. When they're leaving from Kessel and Kira and Chewie come into the cockpit and Han says, you know, could you use a co-pilot? Kira gets in, but no, I just love it. The camera immediately just zooms up on Chewie because it's mm-hmm. like, no, Han, that's not who you need. This is who you need, no, bro. No. Like, you need Chewie. Um, right. And, you know, but, you know, you fast forward into the, what they have by the time we get to the original trilogy. Um, I really appreciate kind of what you were saying earlier, Katie, about this idea of like darkness in light. Um, Chewie is really kind of the light for Han's darkness. Not that Han's like an evil, dark character. No, but, but you need but, someone to balance you out. Right. Everybody does. Everyone yeah. needs somebody that's going to balance them out and bring out the best in them, you exactly. know, or, or even pull back your enthusiasm. You know, if you're a bright, sunny, shiny, happy person, you need that, you know, that darker influence to kind of, right. you know, 
Yeah. And maybe not even darker, just hard and jaded. More grounded. Right? Yeah, yeah. Grounded. Yeah. And and that's really, you know, mm-hmm. I think what Chewie definitely provides for Han, specifically mm-hmm. in A New Hope, right? I mean, Han is very much the jaded character. Yeah. Um, and, and we yeah. learn part of the reason why because of that, you know, what happens in Solo. Um, that's still just part of it. Um, but Chewie is just like that light side. He's that... He's that conscience that Han really needs. And he again, Chewie, and this is what I love with Solo 2, is Chewie saw Han kind of at his purest, right? Yeah. Um, kind of at his, his most pure, optimistic, dream-seeking self is when Chewie yeah. met Han. Um, and that's what he claimed. And I feel like, again, like that's something he reminds Han of, specifically in the events of A New Hope, right? Like I – yeah. I love again. It's in the radio drama. It's never dropped in the film specifically, but in the radio drama, Han makes it clear that Chewie was part of what convinced him to come back, right to the to to the Death Star to help Luke. Um, and again, just like Chewie reminds him of of how good he is, um, and again, vice versa. Han has the same level of loyalty to Chewie. Um, you know, I. I I know I've made this point before, but I don't care. I'll make it again. Um, the carbon <laughs> freezing chamber is such a beautiful moment. Yes, because it's, you know, we immediately just think of how this is a moment between Han and Leia. And it is. It is predominantly that, to be sure. Yeah. But it's also a really beautiful moment for Han and Chewie. Because, again, it takes Han to calm Chewie down. I bet you they might have killed him. Han, mm. like, has to step in. But, again, oh, yeah. more than that, Han... Again, takes the lesson he learned from Kira and yeah. imparts to Chewie, like, here's who I want you to look after because mm-hmm. you're going to need Leia and Leia's going to need you too, right? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's the same lesson Kira taught him. Again, he probably didn't learn it quite as quickly. Um, <laughs> but, but I love that little moment where Han is entrusting the two most dear people in his life to one another. Um, because I don't think Han thinks he's coming back from this. I think he no, he's gosh, die. no. Or even if he doesn't yeah. die in the freezing process, he knows he's probably not coming back from Jabba. Um, yeah, no way. Yeah. And yeah. So, kind of his dying wish is that his best friend have a companion, like, and 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 have somebody to look after. Um, mm-hmm. If you've ever read Shadows of the Empire, which again I love it, um, even though it is certainly reading it now, it is quite the flawed story. But I, for nostalgia's sake, I love it. In mm-hmm. much of that novel, right, because you you have that concept of life debt for Han and Chewie always running mm. through the through the old legends canon. So in Shadows mm-hmm. of the Empire, when Han does that particular thing in, in the Carbonite Chamber, Chewie interprets it as, I have a life debt to Leia now. And in Shadows of the mm. Empire, through much of especially the beginning of the book, you hear a lot about how Leia's super annoyed with Chewie because, like, he won't leave her side. He's always there. And she's like, my goodness, he takes this life debt stuff too seriously. And, like, driving her nuts. She needs some space from him. Um, and, you know, I mean, it again, it just shows how much Han cares about Chewie as well. And then in the Aftermath books, which are now part of the new, you know, the new canon – Han, oh, yeah. Han disobeys everything that the New Republic government says and goes with Chewie to help free the Wookiees on Kashyyyk. Like, Han right. doesn't care. And even Leia's like, Han, like, let's, you know, Han, pause. Like, let's think this through. Let's just wait. I know I can convince them. And Han's like, the hell with that. Like, I'm going. Like, I made a promise to Chewie. Chewie's always been faithful to me. I'm going. And, mm-hmm. and that's so Han Solo. And, of course, like, Leia supports it, even though she can't use any of her political sway. 
But that, that's one of my favorite things in the Aftermath books is the fact that we see that this wildly loyal version of Han as well. Um, and, you know, they're just like you said, Katie, like these companions really seek to bring out the best in one another. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I, I feel like um, Han allows Chewie to be this mighty, noble character um, who sticks around him all the way up until I mean, again, like we've in, indicated with 3PO and R2, obviously they spend some extended period apart after the events of Return of the Jedi. So do Han and Chewie, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like Han has found the life he always wanted for himself in Leia mm-hmm. and then in the, the fact that he's going to build a family with Leia. So it allows it frees Chewie up to go look after his own family. Um, yeah. And when he can't find them because they're still enslaved, Han comes to the aid again. But it seems pretty clear, again, in like the Bloodline novel, that what Han's been up to is they, they have certainly been apart for a time. Um, yes. Building their families. And there's that mutual respect. And right, you, you can't you, – well, I shouldn't say you can't. There's, that's, that's an absolute and I'm no Sith. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Unlike Katie. Yeah, right. right? It's, it's tough to always be with that companion forever, right? Like I think it makes yeah. sense that Han and Chewie get to this point where – they can still have this wildly faithful and loyal care for one another, but not be physically together all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But as soon as one of them gets in trouble, they return. And that's really what seems to have happened when, when Ben falls and everything kind of goes awry and Han and Leia part their ways because of the, the discord that's created. That's what brings Chewie back. Cause it's like, Nope, I need to be with Han again. Like he needs me. Right. Right. Um, And again, Chewie can be what Leia can't. And that's not I'm not slamming Leia by that Um, in the same way that Leia needs the resistance because she needs that Mm. political activism. She needs that spark that Han can't be for her. Right. Like Mm -hmm. um, like Han says in Force Awakens, we both had to deal with it in our own way. We went back to what we knew. Well, Han would know half of what he knows without Chewie at his side. Um, Right. So I feel like, yeah, Holdo is a very different relationship for Leia than yeah, Han is, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, Holdo gives, you know, an, an entirely different comfort and an entirely different, like, way of looking at things for Leia, you know, than, than Han would have in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Han and Chewie are just, they're so good. And they and, and I think because they have, I mean, even in a similar way to R2 and 3PO, but obviously a little different. Um, cause they have different types of responsibilities since they're not droids, but I think they really do showcase the importance of that. You know, I think the truth of Han and Chewie is the truth of real life that when you find mm. a companion like that, it just, it comes out of nowhere and it's, it's literally a blessing, right? It's not something you can work at. A best friend is something that you typically just find. It's not something, you know, you can just create for yourself. And that's really what happens for Han and Chewie. You know, I, I love that in Solo. Like, we learned that this is something unexpected for both of them. You know, they both right. have different yeah. things on their minds, different things that they're after. But they find each other. And in that companionship, they find a fuller version of themselves. Um, and we see what that looks like through maturing, too, right? Like, we, we really get a good sense of their journey together. 
And mm-hmm. like I you know, just indicated, like the fact that they are once life starts to sway into a different direction, right? There Han's got his family starting. Chewie, as we know, has a family back on Kashyyyk. Now it's now that Kashyyyk's free, like they can both go live those versions of their lives, but as soon as something tumultuous happens, they're right back together. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. You, you, you've always got that best friend you can rely on, no matter how far away you go, um, what circumstances take you to different sides of the country, that kind of thing. You know, you, there's always someone that you call when something right. happens, whether it's good or bad, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and if it's at all possible, they will jump on the next flight to be there for whatever. Um, yeah, so that's that's Han and Chewie. You know, they are best friends. They are, you know, that dynamic duo that is inseparable uh, no matter what happens uh, through the good times and the bad. And they've always got each other's back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Katie, I'm yeah. so Katie. curious what, what companionship you're <laughs> going to bring up. Oh man, I, I hadn't thought of this before, but now I want to talk about Leia and Holdo. That's, that's <laughs> not what I'm going to talk about, but I was like, oh man, <laughs> Leia and Holdo is such a good one too, though. Um, I just wish that we got a stronger sense for them being like best friends, not just like, obviously we get a sense that they're good friends. Mm. I just wish that, that they could be best friends the way like Han and Chewie are or C-3PO and R2 are. Um, I guess we get a little bit of that in the Leia Princess of Alderaan book. Did, did either of you read that? I haven't. That no. was yeah. another one where no. I read like half of it and never finished. Oh, that's fair. So, yeah, I yeah. know that's fair. But yeah, in that one, we, we find out that Leia and, and Holdo have known each other since they were like 16, Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they 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 still they don't have that like really like best friends relationship. I, I don't think they're they don't go back to each other the way that like Han and Chewie do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're obviously like good friends, but I don't think they're that that kind of best friend dynamic where it's all like you know no matter what goes wrong I can call Holdo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay. So anyway, the one I did want to talk about was Lando and L three. Nice. Yes. Nice. So good pick. Yeah. I really like that friendship. Oh my gosh. And and I do get the sense, you know, for what little screen time they do have together, you do get that sense that they are that relationship, you know, that companionship where, you know, they they do even each other out and they do they're they're there for each other. They're that that Falcon flying co pilot dynamic, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. I I really like them. Yeah, they're they're a, they're a great duo. I just uh, why 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 do you why did you pick them? Um, I feel like there is something again. We only get a short a short amount of time with those two together, but the dialogue I think is really really uh, I don't know neat. It, it, it it's it's economical the way it shows their friendship in just a few words um in in a way i really admire um like when she says that she has some one of her gears is sticking i don't remember the exact mm-hmm. line but she's like oh yeah i have a gear that's sticking you're going to have to do that thing later and Lando just goes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like cuz he knows whatever that is he knows what he has to do and i guess it's not pleasant <laughs> i don't i don't know but i want to know <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> is it is it just me or does L three make it sound a bit more uh, heated than it should be? <laughs> I don't know. It you're gonna have to do that thing things. again. So <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to do that thing. Or like I don't know. I see now. Uh, I think maybe Lando does have a little bit of a crush on her. I think he might. And so when she asks for something like that, where she's all like, hey, you're going to have to do that thing. It might be the equivalent of like a girl you have a crush on asking you to give her a shoulder rub, (laughs) but totally just as friends. Right. You know, we're just friends. I think if you like a brother, but come give me a shoulder rub, like, great. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) We're both winning now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When she's, when she's like, yeah, you're going to have to do that thing. And he's just like, oh, terrific. I, I wonder if maybe he does have a crush on her, you know, in, in the way that she says to Kira. But in any case, I, they are close, you know, yes. whether it's romantic or not. They are certainly close in a mm. way that, that I find really, really interesting. What were you going to say? I always thought it was the other way around. I mm. always felt like, you know, she had the crush on Lando. Um, maybe, maybe I'm interpreting that wrong, but I mean, they, they definitely are close either, you know, mm-hmm. both from both directions. Um, and, and I think Lando really admires her, sure, you know, yeah. for more than just, you know, having the best navigational system in the galaxy, you know, uh, he really admires who she is and obviously cares deeply because of what happens when she gets shot down. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a time where L3 wishes she was you know, sentient in more than just mind, you know, so that they could actually be something, you know, (laughs) like when she's talking to Kira. So I I don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel like either, either she's really astute and she has picked up on, on something that Lando's laying down or she has misread uh, his heart fluctuations. What does she say when when she yeah, when she says yeah. like yeah Han, human's heart Han is obviously in love with you yeah, yeah. tell tell me he's in love with you Han is not exactly. in love with me oh come so, on yeah please. Oh, come on. <laughs> please. <laughs> please so I feel like either there there is something like physically going on with Lando when he looks at L three like a heart fluctuation or something that she has picked up on or she has misread something. And, mm. and be all like, oh, I have empirical evidence that you have a crush on me. Like, she's maybe thinking about it, too, analytically, like the way a droid would, a droid would. Or it's all like, your heart started racing when I entered the room, ergo, crush on me. You know? Which is maybe <laughs> yeah. not true. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. You, it, you could read it either way, honestly. Yeah. You know? Well, and you uh-huh. bringing that up, because I'm just trying to think to myself, I'm like, all right, what is it probably that sure. Lando finds so appealing about l3 and i think it's exactly what she's all about right like her droids are sentient you know droids rights like that that part of the solo movie that some people didn't like because apparently (laughs) they hate freedom um so i don't get (laughs) it it, but it opens a bit of a star wars can of worms yeah so we don't don't necessarily get into that um yeah (laughs) uh, i guess it's a bad thing that the theme of star Wars is freedom and that it spills out over <laughs> everyone, heaven forbid. But, um, but I do think this is what Lando finds so appealing about her, right? Mm-hmm. Like her passion, her drive, her determination yeah. to make something like this a reality. And right when they're, when they're walking to the Falcon, the Falcon and, you know, and, and Lando's like, you know, I, I'd have her memory wiped, but you know, she's got the best damn navigational system. It's like, 
That's not why. That's definitely that's not the, why. No. Right? Like, that's like, the good luck finding that's like, it. Yeah, that's this is ha- this is Lando telling a guy he just met twenty minutes ago that's trying to scheme him. Like just yeah. you know, it, this is him just being like, "Oh yeah, here's why I don't," you know, because she's yeah. she's important. She you know she's got all the right technical stuff. No, Lando loves who she her. is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Lando absolutely loves what she's about. I really do think that. And while Lando may not be right, like he, he has no qualms about like asking her to be quiet on occasion, right? Like he's sure, you know, he's yeah. a, little, a little embarrassed with what's going on with her and the the droid fighting pit there. Yeah, yes. let go of the mean man's face. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear, though, that, you know, like, this isn't the first time Lando's had these encounters with her. But no. I think that he also, right, again, he could simply wipe her memory, right? He could easily sure. undo that part of her, and yet he doesn't. He mm-hmm. props it up, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he plays almost... coy, coy about it, but I think this is yeah. really what Lando finds really appealing about L3 and if you think about it when we get to Lando and Empire Strikes Back what what is Lando now doing with his life well he's created this safe haven for people yeah right yeah, I exactly. feel like yeah. you know he's offering protection and safety for others something very selfless um, I just feel mm-hmm. like L3 has a profound impact on Lando too yeah yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost, I almost feel like now that I'm thinking about it more, we're talking through some of these scenes. I almost feel like Lando feels like a responsible older brother to L3. Mm, maybe. You know, yeah. he, he he goes, he, he lets her try things, he lets her do things, uh, but when she gets in over her head, you know, like oh, the mean man's face, um, <laughs> let's let's bring it back down again, you know. Chill. Well, I feel um, like it wasn't so much that she was in over her head because she could I, absolutely right, right. handle herself, you know. Right. Um, it she was would have more caused like, more trouble than it was worth. Yeah, exactly. It's like, is this worth it? Are you really changing any minds here? Are you really getting what you right. want? By right. yeah, yeah, right. It's it, yeah. I almost feel like he he treats it more like an older brother relationship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think yeah. you know, um, but they're obviously they've had adventures together because you know he's right. doing the. The diary. Yeah, I was thinking of that. Yeah. Um, Which is essentially the tale he's telling in that, too, is from the the Lando Calrissian stories that came out back in, like, the 80s. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never actually read them. And I didn't know that. But my friend Greg, like, leaned over to me at the premiere. And he's like, oh, that's from the stories from Lando. Um, Because, again, I'd never read them. So I didn't know. But it it, it, it changed some of the side characters to L3. But... Yeah, exactly. The Lando's side, which I do think is also a droid in those those stories, they just change out that droid's name for L three. So, yeah. but yeah, um, but like you said, Jason, right? Like it, it little like, and this is the thing I love. Like I love little things like that because it just implies that they have a strong history together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and then- I don't know. Like there's the way Lando's talking about it too. Like he's like, and there L three and I were. Deep in their sacred temple. Um, <laughs> P.S. Love that he's talking about sacred temples because religious boy, what? Um, but uh, <laughs> but the way he like, I don't know. There's almost like a pride in the way he says they're L three and I were. It, it, like yeah. I, I have a couple of like really close friends right now in my life that I whenever I get to tell stories about when I hung out with them, I don't know. I feel like a sense of pride to say like, oh, Tamara Sarah and I were doing this. I just like there's like this. There's like this pride I feel that those are my friends and that I got to share yeah. these experiences with them. Yes. Um, and like there's such a fondness for what you have with that person. And I just like I sense that in Lando in that mm-hmm. tiny little line. And again, that's maybe me reading way too much into it. But hey, this is Star Wars. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. This and, is my sacred temple, y'all. <laughs> yeah, definitely are friends, and we get very little about Lando's backstory, but he does mention his mother and father mm-hmm. slightly. Yeah. Um, and I get the idea that mom's no longer around, as in she's passed, mm. uh, because otherwise he'd be, you know, calling her every three days. Yeah, I greatest, think so, yeah. yeah. Greatest, uh, greatest woman I've ever known. Right. Yeah. You know, and obviously dad's not part of the picture uh, for what whatever reason. Yeah. Um, L3 killed his father. The, L3. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> um, you know, and so L3's his family now. Yeah. yeah, which is why oh. when she gets shot, he oh. reacts so vis- visceral. Oh. You yeah. know, my gosh, yeah. Oh, t- break my heart every single time, and the yeah. way he holds her oh. and swipes his thumb over yeah, her—I so, so don't know—her face, vocoder. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. speech. Very like, I'm know. sorry. I'm sorry, girl. I'm so sorry. It's yeah. so yeah. good. Oh, well, so good. And. And I like how people point out too, and when I say people, because I can't remember exactly who they were, but I'm just at least trying to give the sense that this is not my original thought. Um, <laughs> but how people have pointed out, right, that like, you know, uh, Donald Glover does a great job of being Lando, right. and, and he really uh-huh. does. But he also does a perfect job, right? Because he's always got that bravado about him in this film, mm. right? Mainly because he's he's strutting his stuff in front of Han, and in a way, oh, they yeah. are they are competing with each other in a way. Um, yeah. Not necessarily specifically for Kira, but again, this is two like young men just trying to out young man themselves, right? Just be, yeah, right. yeah. I need to be the baddest one in the room, right? But there's like, but there's those. I, I've lived more adventurous life than you have. No, ah, yeah, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, here, let me show you. Yeah, you know. Which also, again. fun side note. Currently, I love how adorable it was that on the making of like Donald and Alden were like super competitive physically with each other. So like, if they'd be prepping for a scene one day, like. Alden would do like 20 push-ups, so Donald would do 25, and then Alden oh, would drop course. down and do five more. It was like this funny competition between the two of them. That's so cute. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, oh, I'm so jealous that they got to hang out. Um, yeah, same. But uh, <laughs> I love that um, – but the moments you see that like bravado of Lando wear off is, is in that moment, or the way he screams L3 – um, you know, like it, it, this is his guard down and the fact that he breaks down in front of essentially strangers to some degree, yeah. um, it just shows the, the amount of love he has for L3. And again, I think that's the, also the moment when Lando runs out for L3, I think that's what made Han care about Lando. Cause I think up until that point, mm-hmm. like Lando's just kind of whatever about him, um, or yeah. excuse me, Han's kind of whatever about Lando. But again, I think like Han gets it like he immediately understands what lando's about because it's like yeah i get what it's like to run back for the person you love um yeah yeah and yeah. that's why han then runs into the breach <laughs> you know which is then why chewy runs so it's lando starts that lando starts that catalyst though lando's the the trigger right like lando runs yeah. after who he loves which makes han really respect him so he runs after to help and then chewy's like wow this is the measure of the type of man he is and it's just like this chain reaction, um, yeah. all mitigated by Lando's selfless love for L three. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. The only, really, the only other time Lando loses his bravado mm. is when the door opens up for dinner, and when right, yeah. he comes to visit them in the prison cell. Yeah. Every other oh, time, Lando's got kind of this 
Yeah. What? Oh, you're t- in Empire. Yeah, in Empire. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm changing movies. Um, this is the <laughs> only other time Lando loses his bravado uh, because that that's part of his persona that he portrays to the whole world. Uh, you know, he he is this this you know self important, very confident, always got things under control in a haphazard sort of way kind of guy. Um, but you know. Or very specific moments in very specific relational situations where that bravado and that guard gets dropped. And the most visceral we see it is with L3. Yeah. yeah. Can I just make a quick, like, yeah. uh, I wish... So the one the one thing I kind of wish as a result of Solo that they didn't do that I wish they had. Um, and, and this goes back to, like, before the movie came out. Um, and I remember, like my my friend Greg brought it up one time. He's like, "Oh, I wonder if Lobot is essentially L three or something, right?" Like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> here's why I really would have loved that because one, it does make me feel like Han. Is, no, I, I love Han. He's not a jerk, but <laughs> by winning the Falcon at the end of the movie, right? He's taking L three away from Lando, right? Because L three is part of the ship now. Sure, um, I mean, sure. it's she's certainly different now. She's not the same L three. And again, if you've read the solo novel, there's a they actually make a note of that in the novel that like L3 is kind of reluctant to become part of the Falcon, but the, <laughs> the ship's computers kind of convince her that like, we need you and do it. Yeah. And so he, so she does. Um, so I don't like that Lando loses her completely then at the end of the movie, but this is why I just, I, it would have been so cool if he was somehow able to like figure out a way to help her live on. And then that had become Lobot. Um, and I'm also really, again, in, I didn't read all the Lando comics, but I know like he and Lobot have some adventures in that. So I just also think it's really neat that even Lando later in life finds the merit of companionship again. Like, and he, I think in some way he finds that in Lobot. Um, yeah. I don't think it's quite the same relationship he had with L3. I think there's definitely a distinction. Um, again, I haven't read a, enough of the Lando comics to be able to be speaking about this accurately. So I don't want to be wrong. Um, but it's very clear that they at least have adventures together. Um, yeah. Yes. And I just would have loved it if L3 had somehow, that is the headpiece that Lobot wears is that's L3. L3 does the thinking. Lobot does the kissing. What? Come here. Come here. Bell bottom boy. <laughs> yeah. I will say though, uh, Lando has the opportunity to get reunited with uh, L3 and, Episode nine. Yes. He's that's all I back. want. That's, oh, that's all I true. want is for him to say, hello, my lady. Like, I just, oh. I need him to like place his hand somewhere on the Falcon and say, hello, my lady. Like oh. just something like that. Like, Oh, just call her my lady. Just once Lando. Yeah. I'm begging. I'm on my knees. I would love that. Begging. And then you hear Chewie like roar something and Ray just come, oh. comes down the ramp and says, he says you lost her fair and square. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. I mean, uh, I hear what you're saying, Carl. That it's pretty kind of sad that Lando, you know, loses L3 at the end of the solo movie. He's like separated from yeah. her. But then at the same time, no one made him bar, you know, put up the Falcon at, you know, as a bargaining chip. Yeah, you know, like no, he chose true. to do that. And I'm like, Lando, that's pretty cavalier. Yeah, to- um, and it's it's probably also <laughs> one of those things where. To him, at least initially, after you know the the whole situation on Kessel goes down, L three being a part of the Falcon doesn't really it it isn't the same anymore to him. It's like no, I I I lost L three, 
you know, yeah, and it, it's, it's not the same. So, you know, at least initially, it's probably one of those things where it's a pale imitation of L3. And so it's not really her in his mind. So that's true. Um, well, it's like it's one of those things where no one's ever really gone, but yeah. she is gone. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. Oh. Yeah. I think Star Wars, you guys. No one's ever even really droids gone. become Just, one with the force. Oh. <laughs> Drop those dice in my hand, please. Yes. Uh. Oh. oh my um, gosh! You think so? The salute, you know, the little like yeah. two finger salute that L three and, and Lando do. You think? I think that's another way of L three and Lando's friendship just living on. Mm. You know, because it it spreads to Luke. Even you know our Skywalker. Like, well, he does, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no one's and, ever really and, gone. No one. You, you know, Lando's done that. You know, right? since, in the days, right. You know, since right. Exactly. Since he, he joined the crew, so maybe that's where Luke picked it up. But exactly. you know, Lando does it. Mm-hmm. You know, with Han there as they're yeah. getting ready to head out to Endor, and that's where that's where we've got our sign off. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I just like I really like that L three is part of that, if not the origin of it, because yeah. it it just yeah. shows that that she lives on, you know. Yes. Yeah. That Star Wars idea that That's no a, one's ever really done. Yeah. Actually, sh- shocking that pick. I'm gonna have a quick thought about Solo, Star Wars story. Um, oh. Oh, that one. We never talk about that one. We never Sorry. never talk about that movie, Carl. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but no, I just just because I love that moment in the Falcon when they. You know they salute each other and they blast to, blast off to hyperspace and you know you get that great shot of Alden uh. and Slash Han um, just you know staring off in wonderment right yeah yeah and I just I love that that wonder that washes over Han is the very wonder and adventure that L three and Lando have already been living in right yeah. yes um, so it's so I, I don't know I just I find that like really fascinating that. The Falcon's already been the the vehicle for adventure and and fun and camaraderie mm. and friendship building. That's kind of the Falcon's role. If you think oh, about absolutely. It. Yeah. Um, I don't think two people who hate each other could fly the Falcon. That's no. just not how it works. Yeah. yeah. So no. Yeah. Even if they started off hating each other, by the end of the trip, they'd be best of <laughs> yeah, friends. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, you know, in that little moment, like that starts with that salute. Um, and it is Han's theme that plays in that moment. Um, right. But it's almost like the the adventure and excitement that L3 and Lando have experienced together on this freighter is now right. washing over Han. Like he inadvertently like stumbles into their world and is whisked into adventure. Oh, yeah. whisked. Uh-huh. <sighs> now I just really want some scrambled eggs. Um, oh man! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, or like pudding or something. Oh, yeah. I, oh, Katie, you'll appreciate this because I'm not these things, but the Falcon does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really, Perfect. I finished my dinner tonight, and I was like, all I want is something chocolate, and I don't ever have much of a sweet, sen- like sweet tooth <laughs> sensation, and I literally have no like sweets in my apartment. Oh, and I was wow. like, oh, Katie, like Katie would just, if this was her problem, she'd literally just bake a cake right now. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I, I would do. Not I, bake a cake. Have, I don't like, even have cake. anything to cake, like bake with. So. <laughs> I always have like either like cake or cookie ingredients or just straight up. You know? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta do a better job of keeping something in the house. Cause like it, whenever it happens, exactly. I have nothing. 
So you don't, yeah, exactly. You don't want to be caught like, oh man, I really want s'mores right now, but gosh dang it, I have no marshmallows. You don't. That's the yeah. worst situation. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be in that situation ever. No, no, you don't. Oh my gosh. Oh my well, Katie, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up Lando and L3. That's a oh, fantastic yes. pair to, to round out our discussion on this. Do, do we have any final thoughts that we want on, to, to round this out? No, or just, do we just want to leave it there? Celebrate the companions you have. You know? Yes. Oh, and we'll be God. celebrating the companions we have in a week! Yes! And not a day sooner, <laughs> apparently. So, well. <laughs> Week in a day. What it's going to be, um, um, you know, oh before we see each other again. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah, it's, it's so again. real. It's so real. Celebration. It's yeah. it's coming. Can't wait. Now, <laughs> obviously, the three of us only scratched the surface of yes. you mm-hmm. know these immensely important companions in the Star Wars story. So as always. Feel free to share some of yours. You know, when we post mm-hmm. the episode, you know, comment in the comment section some of your favorite companions in Star Wars, um, especially if they're like something like, you know, from a, from a series of novels that we may have forgotten about. Right. Like, it's always good to get like oh, some yeah. of those obscure things that maybe either people have never heard of or we'd forgotten about. It's always fun to hear those, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So. Shirton Bays. I want to make sure Shirton Bays get a shout out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cassian and K two. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Some good ones. Good ones we forgot about. Well, not not forgot about, but didn't the discuss. The Rancor and Malakili. I mean, <laughs> let us never forget. It's a good them. one. It's a good one. I mean, I'm just glad you know it didn't get to the point where uh, the Rancor started getting Alzheimer's and just ate Malakili because he forgot who he was. Um, oh. Couldn't happen. I'm sorry. That was a terrible joke. The Rancor joke. is probably so like, sorry. I'll forget everyone, but never you, Malakili. <laughs> no. no. I, I thought it was hilarious, the, the stuff that they had with Malakili in the Aftermath books. Um, the fact that they brought him back in some of those, um, the interstitials, the... the, the uh, oh, like the inner... Yeah, like kind of those yeah. interlude sections. The interludes, that's yeah. the word I was thinking. Yes, yeah, yeah. They, they brought... Malakili back in some of the interludes, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, so, but yes, and he even had a little little story arc with oh. it too. It was hilarious. So Man, that's a companion relationship we should talk about. It, remember the Jar Jar interlude, and he gets that, yes. that little boy, oh. that that kid, oh. that orphan kid, yep. whose name yes. I can't remember. They're can't re- like yeah. best friends now, and yeah. I'm just like that's. And that should be the next spinoff movie. And Jar Jar talks about how like all the adults hate him, but I know. but he's like mm. the gesture that all the children love. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ah. and I love that because it's, it's so obvious that that's a commentary on fandom's response. To oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I just I really like that kid that Jar, you know the kids all like, hey Jar Jar, can I hang out with you because no one wants to adopt me? And Jar Jar's like, yes, yeah, five thousand percent, yes. <laughs> and and they become I, we're led to believe that it'll become a a uh, a duo now yeah, a performing yeah. duo yeah that's so. really that's, quick be, before we do sign off like I I know the three of us are aware of this and if if for some reason you haven't heard of this yet they're going to be releasing um is his name Scott Caven or who's writing that the drama the audio drama about Dooku 
Oh, oh, I forget who is who's writing. I just know that it's coming like in April. And Um, I'm so excited about this because, again, obviously, if you've been listening to the show recently, I mean, up until just last week, we know we had the the radio dramas going. And we're like I said, we'll we'll pick back up with Return of the Jedi uh, when we return from celebration. But um, I love the radio dramas and I would love to see Star Wars like branch out and do more of that. And, you know, the three of us have always advocated for a prequel trilogy radio dramas mm-hmm. and, you know, yes. get Clone Wars voice actors to do it. It would be so, yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but even just like these, I, I love that this was a kind of a, like a short story written as a radio drama. That's going to be yeah. about Asajj Ventress digging into Dooku's past and why he ah. leaves the Jedi. I can't wait to hear that story. Ah, so cool. But I feel like I, this would be just really quick. I, I just feel like it'd be a perfect avenue to, to tell that Jar Jar story. Right, Ooh, get Ahmed yeah. Best to come back to voice it, and yeah. right, tell this story about you know what it ultimately was like for Jar Jar post Revenge of the Sith, his fall yeah. from grace, becoming this outcast in society. Yet his outcast stature also makes him a place of welcome for other outcasts. Right, like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. like they never break his spirit. Yeah, I don't know oh, what they're going to do with the cast on this thing. I I saw some of the cast list was announced. I just don't remember who's on it. Um, but and I don't know if this is a thing that they would do because it is being produced as an audio, you know, radio drama. Mm. Um, but I would love it if they got Nika Futterman and Corey Burton back to do Ooh. Asajj and Dooku for this That'd thing. Be cool. What about um, you? I want to. I want to. Yeah, Jason Dude, yeah. Not doing, I will volunteer my services to be Count Dooku. Um, They're like, we can only give you a quarter. You're like, I'll take twenty cents. Yeah. <laughs> I'll you take it. Bid lower. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Actually, I'll can you pay me less? Yeah. I'll undercut myself. I will do it for free. <laughs> um, I just I actually would. Um, I just want to find out why Mother Talzin has some of Dooku's hair. Could we just get that answered? <laughs> do you guys remember that? Yeah, that's how she makes Asajj took it off. off his pillow. Yeah. Um, oh, that's... No, it was way before that. It, it was? It? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she okay. might have mailed him something when she no, first... No, no. It was totally a thing because Talzin was that's all right, like, cause... I helped you with something, Dooku, once. And all I asked was, you know, this lock of your hair. And Dooku's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we never find out what that was. And it's so weird. It's, it's so weird. What did she do for him? Uh, well, it's. I don't think it's anything, uh, you know... <laughs> interpersonal shall we say right. um i think she's just like i need this and dooku's like well if it's gonna cost me hair yeah exactly uh, fine you know okay. I, I i don't have to pay you money she, or she used else. it did she use the hair to haunt him like 15 years later like i don't know like it's then, weird you know you know this happens and you know this starts, and in the back of his head, he's like, "That was a mistake. That was a mistake. I a should not terrible, have given that witch terrible hair." Terrible mistake. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Well, I think that's going to wrap this one up, my friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I the Dooku this- hair conversation comes to a grinding halt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, by the way, I just have one one other awesome thing about Dooku is that with the new update for Battlefront Two, they have added Dooku's pajamas mm. as a skin, Thank and it is amazing. Is that is... all you've been running around in? Uh, I've been well for like the first week. That was all I was running That's around been in. Running but now, home in. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, now I like to try and get 
the the correct outfit to match the the locale a bit. I like to to tailor it slightly because I have all three skins for Dooku. Because of course, um, you mean pajamas aren't all terrain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think he would wear them uh, in Hoth. So <laughs> haven't been using them there. Um, he needs he needs that cape for warmth. So, um, but anyways. Uh, we do have a poll that we want to run by everybody here for next week. Uh, next week, we are going to be doing sort of our celebration preview show. Uh, yeah. And it'll be an early release so that you can get it before celebration starts. Um, so, and before we travel for celebration. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it's better for us if it's an early release next week. Um, but uh, we want to know. Uh, what you are most excited for coming out of Celebration. Whether you're going to be there or not, we mm-hmm. want to know what you're most excited mm-hmm. for. Right. So, um, yeah, title announcement for episode nine. I don't know. Attack of the Blowfish. It's, we know this. Attack of the Blowfish. Yeah, it's a good title. <laughs> That's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. All right. Well, Carl, if people want to weigh in on our discussion or weigh in on the poll... Where can they do that, sir? Um, of course, uh, on any of our social media. So we're on Twitter at Wampuslayer. You can find us on Facebook at Wampuslayer Podcast. You can always email us at wampuslayerpodcast at gmail.com. And again, don't forget, play along for This Is Madness. Hashtag This Is Madness, TWL. Play, retweet, share, have fun. Yes. Yes, please do. And then, Katie, if people want to uh, talk to you on the interwebs, where can they do that? You guys can find me on Twitter at PoHotDameron. Come on over and see me freaking out about celebration. (laughs) Come on over. (laughs) It's a good time, folks. It's a good time. All right. Y'all have anything else? That'll do. do it. (laughs) Well, I can't wait to see y'all next week Mm -hmm. on the podcast and in person. So... Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. It's been episode number 327, my old friend. Uh, For Carl and Katie, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next week here in the Wampus Lair.